Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. Hope you're having a wonderful day. And welcome to Awake O Sleepers podcast. I'm so excited about this. So I actually tried to do it earlier. My phone rang and it kicked me off. So I'm going to try to do this again. And I'm just so sad because the Holy Spirit was leading. And so I'm having to kind of regroup. But I do have a second portion of it that did record, and I might have to post that separately, but what I'm trying to do is get content out there every day and stay disciplined every single day to write an article, write my book, do whatever, and and continue to do this every day as if it's my job. It is literally, I just want to tell you, it literally is a full-time job. I do this from the time I get up till the time I go to bed, and I've been working so hard. I got my domain name for Awaco Sleepers. I'm just so glad the Lord has just given this to me. I can't believe I didn't do this a year ago. Ugh. But, you know, we all have things in our lives that we wish we would have done differently. But I got the domain name. I have an email address. It has to be, all this has to be set up. But, and I'm not the techie person. And so I'm trying, I need to pay somebody to do my website but I'm going to produce articles. I have my page, which links to my group. My page is my blogger page. That's where the more personal stuff will be posted as well. And it will come from my website. Eventually, everything will come through my website. So in case we get shut down on Facebook or social media, we have to get off whatever. I will have a website and an email address where you can reach me as well. And so excited. So right now it's awakosleepers.com, I think. Let's see. No, wait. I think it's, yeah, it's awakosleepers.com. And then it is awakosleepers at yahoo.com. Really simple. And I have my YouTube channel and I've been working so hard. Now I'm doing the podcast. So that way I'm producing stuff every single day. And so as the Lord speaks to me and reveals things to me, I can, I can share things with you and and we can get in the Word of God. And the other thing I'm doing is the women's group I'm super excited about. The Lord gave me that about a year ago, and I haven't done it. Another thing I've dragged my feet on, but I'm finally slowed down long enough to do this and decided that this was my job. This is what I was going to do. And so I want to take all this wisdom and knowledge the Lord has poured into me over those four years that I should have taken the money from my ex-husband and put in the bank and bought a house and paid cash for it. But instead, I kept waiting on him to do what he was supposed to do, and he didn't. But it's okay. I have forgiven him, and, and all is well. And, and and believe it or not, God has restored all of the that that stuff. So it's it's all good. And and I'm just so thankful for the Lord. And I'm, I, I'm a thankful for the Lord that He has shown me how to forgive and love unconditionally. That is what I am the most thankful for in my life with my dad, with my ex-husband, with anybody who's hurt me. And there's no sense in holding on to that bitterness and anger and all of these things. And so the Lord just allows me to just give that to him. And I'm just so thankful. And and that is, I can't imagine running around my whole life just holding a grudge against people. And as, and I, and I will, I would do want to say this. Um, I did set up a PayPal me account because I am struggling financially. I am. I am working so hard, cleaning houses, cleaning apartments. I just got told today I could have a possibly a bigger management position, which is great, but it's way down the road and it might not happen, but it's still a possibility. If that happens, it's great, wonderful. That's the plan that God has for me. Right now, I need help so bad. My car's almost paid off. I've been able to pay almost pay it down. I'm down to $3,500 owing on it. And... um. 
I have bought a microphone, but all of these things cost money. And so I chose in my brokenness to spend that four years alone with God and allow him to restore me and rebuild me. So whatever I did in the future for him, I would be 100% whole. I wanted to break all the curses and strongholds and break all of the generational things that were just holding me down and weighing me down. And I had a spirit of orphan. Um, I had a spirit of abandonment. I had a spirit of... um, um, poverty on my family. I had so many things that were just generational pain in the butts that were holding me back. And so I had to learn to break all these things. And, and I had to get restored from our father in heaven. And I am so thankful to Abba. He is just every single ounce of glory, honor, praise goes to him because I could not have done it alone. And I finally can say at 47 years old that I love the woman that I've become and it took me 47 years to get there. So, um, and I can finally say that I am a beautiful, strong woman in the Lord. And that's, that's really hard for me to even admit because I could not even take a compliment. I could not, um, accept anything from anybody, you know, I used to, like somebody would say, Jennifer, you're so pretty, or Jennifer, I like your dress. And I'd be like, well, thank you, but yeah, I just don't feel so, you know, I was so insecure because of the damage that had been done to me as a child and um, broken spirit. And and I got to where I couldn't take compliments. I didn't know how to be secure in myself. And I saw myself through the world's eyes. And, as, and I'm going to talk a lot about that on the women's group, but breaking me down and showing me who I am in the eyes of the Lord. And that's where it's a great, wonderful place to be. And I might not be anybody here and just an ordinary person, but I am an heir to the throne, to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And that is, that is, that is what I want you to understand as a woman. It's so, uh, it's so, um, there's so much freedom in that, and I, I hope to help other women explore that freedom and help them get to the place. So I want to take everything the Lord did with me in four years and try to do this with other women as well, and so and help them help them stand in the place that God wants them to stand as women to serve Him and honor Him until He returns, till He re- till He sends His Son back to get them. So I I want to. I want God to use me in that area. So I'm working on the logo with that and the show with that. And I'm super excited. It's going to be kind of like the view, kind of a coffee table talk thing. And I want to bring women in. And then I have the YouTube channel um, and the, um, the, let's see, the YouTube channel. Oh, the PayPal me account. I really, like I said, I really need covering in prayer and financial assistance. So if you pray, I'm just going to say this. If you pray and you feel like the Lord is leading you to help this ministry, then please do. But don't feel obligated. I don't, I mean, there's people that are hungry out on the streets, right? I want them to have food. Um, It's become a struggle for me financially to, um, be healthy. I can't, I don't have health insurance. I don't have a way to support myself. And, and, and like I said, a lot of this takes time. So I just ask that you would seek the Lord on that. And honestly, $10 a month, $5 a month, a dollar a month, anything helps. And I hate asking because I don't like other people who do that, but I understand watchmen are on the front lines. I know the, the work it takes to keep up a ministry now, and it takes a lot of work. And I don't want for those people that 
are men who don't believe women should be in ministry. I, I disagree biblically after studying the word of God, but I don't believe women should be leading over men. And that's not what I want to do. I want to just pour wisdom and knowledge into women, help women become better wives, better mothers. And that kind of leads to my discussion today as well. There was one more thing I wanted to address. Um, Oh, shoot. On it, And it had something to do with what I brought up earlier on another note. I can't remember what it was about. Um, anyways, if you will shoot, if you will put your email on that, on the group, if you'll put your email, I will send you um, a request for this group and all when I start it. And it should be next week or the week after. But anyways, a lot of this stuff just costs a lot of money. So um, back to what I'm trying to get just in my groove here about what I had talked about earlier because it was so amazing how the Lord was just like speaking and then I just lost it. But what I want to talk about is the enemy. And now that I'm out of my divorce and healed and restored and can see the damage of divorce and the the consequences from the divorce with the kids, with me, with everything that's been done, <clears throat> I'm able to see Satan's game plan in a bigger picture. And in, in, when I was in it, I couldn't see what was going on. And that's what I want to talk to you about. And I will discuss this further with women in our group. But we have, the society has created this me mentality. And I talk about it a lot that they came out with these reality TV shows and everything becomes about individuals, you know, competing for money or the bachelorette, bachelor, whatever. I mean, it's all about me, right? The whole world revolves around me. And so this selfie culture that has been created. And then you have Joel Osteen, who doesn't help it. You know, clearly Rome brought him in as he pulls himself out of the picture more and more. You know, pastors don't do that. They don't just retire or quit. But he was brought into this picture to push. He's a great public speaker. I mean, he was put in this this position by the enemy to preach prosperity gospel and to create this selfie world. And what's sad is our children sat in front of the television and they saw it. They... They have these iPads that they put on their near their genitals in their lap that, that basically lowers their testosterone and their hormones, keeps them from being fertile, which is exactly what they want. They don't want any they don't want any production going on, fertility wise. And they put soy in everything to raise our estrogen levels, to to feminize these boys. But the thing that just crushes my heart more than anything is how we have just fallen into this trap. And not only that, but we rolled the red carpet out for the enemy. And we said, oh, it's just a cell phone. Oh, it's just communication. But if you look around, people are on their cell phones. They're not even talking to each other. And it's dumbed down this generation so much. But my point with all of this is that Satan had a game plan and we have this mentality, or we did, of God wants me to be happy. And that is a lie from the pit of hell. God doesn't care if you're happy. God wants you to be obedient. 
And something we haven't done is we haven't seen God as our dad. And I think when you start to look at him as your dad, you know, a dad will spank a child if they do, if they keep touching the hot stove, right? Or they tell him, don't touch the hot stove. They keep touching it. They're going to get a spanking. Um, God disciplines us the same way. And I, I just cannot believe it's taken me this many years to figure this out. I'm like, wow, because <laughs> the world has tainted him so bad. And they've created this God that allows them to live in rebellion and wickedness. And it's like this big cloud just came over. It's like, it's like literally like we've been rocked to sleep. And that's all I can tell you is we've just literally been rocked to sleep by the enemy. And we have to remind ourselves that we have to be gentle as a dove, wise as a serpent, guard our hearts where everything flows from it. But what we have to do is we have to fix this mess. And it's so hard to fix this mess because we have created a huge mess. But I look back now and there's so many consequences for my stupid, selfish choices. And I'm still paying those consequences. But more than anything, this generation is paying those consequences. And it's it's honestly just devastating to see these children that are being so impacted by the enemy and they can't, they can't function. They like, I have a son whose heart races like a marathon runner and he's only 22 years old. It is the EMF waves that create this radiation poisoning. And so you add the smart dust, the chemtrails, the 5g network, the Gwen towers, and here's the thing. They're not sealed by God. They don't know God. And they, trust me, this generation or this, this, our own government set out to do this intentionally. Satan set out to do this intentionally. He knew exactly what he was doing. And we, we had this mentality of, oh, God wants me to be happy. And, oh, the grass is so greener. And you know what? If I'm going to be a single mom, I might as well do it by myself. And so he drove up the cost of living, pushed the dad out of the home, pushed the mom out of the home, disrespected the moms that stayed home, made this housewife show, made us look like we do nothing all day but eat bonbons and just spend money, right? I mean, literally destroy the family home. And, you know, this radiation poisoning that's happening to these children, it literally is like electrical currents going through their body 24-7. My son has horrible circulation in his legs. And, you know, they, the doctors have no explanation. And my five years of just doing research, just digging and digging and trying to do it on my own, five years of information I still couldn't get anywhere. All these doctors later, all this money later, my son is still sick. And he can't work a full-time job. He looks like he came from a third-world country. His ribs are showing, and he can't digest food properly, and he's he's malnourished. And um, they told me that if his heart raced like this, that he would not make it to be thir- to be thirty because it's a it, it it makes their heart enlarged, which is why you're seeing young kids drop dead, you know, out of nowhere. This smart dust, I mean, if you look it up, it is, when we were in Iraq, they sprayed it and they used the chemtrails and stuff to spray it. But as they spray it, it basically, they convinced this, these soldiers, this came from somebody over there, these soldiers that Allah said to lay down their weapons. So they laid down their weapons and we won the war. So 
if they can convince them to do that, they can convince these kids to go into school and shoot up people. They can convince these kids to do whatever they want them to do. And that's one of the reasons that they destroyed Christianity was because they didn't want these kids. What they called, when they were doing the CERN project, I remember when they started, they kept saying they were trying to break through the veil. And I was like, what is the veil? Well, the veil is the whole, that is the veil that separates the Holy Spirit from them. And they want to get in our They want to control us. And so Satan literally has the ability now to read our thoughts. That's why God tells us to take captive of every thought. That's why he tells us to put on the helmet of salvation so we can block those thoughts and not thank them. And seeing my son so sick, my ex-husband thinks it's all in his head. His brothers think it's all in his head. But I know what's going on. But anyways, in my five years of researching, in one day, the Holy Spirit revealed it all to me. It just that this goes to show how stupid we are in flesh, right? And how dumb. But um you know, I think I think the other thing, there's a couple things I want to talk about, but one is my point is with all of that is that these kids don't know Jesus. And the scripture the Lord gave me was Revelation 14:11. And you can look it up. But we, this is the other thing. We were in church on Saturday and we were singing that song about making the mountains move. I'll, I'll see you do it again. I know you've done it before. I'll see you do it again. Um, and I used to love that song. And I heard God say to me, I kid you not during worship. He said, I taught you or told you to move the mountains. That's what it was. I told you to move the mountains. And I, I just, I, I, I repeat that in my podcast, um, that that's going to, I'm hopefully going to try to link this together. That's what I was trying to talk about. So I don't know where I begin and end, but my, my point is I've been asking God, you know, why we don't have the Holy spirit, why we don't have the, or why we don't have the power, why we don't have the power that they had during old Testament times. And the Lord has been showing me it's the Holy spirit has been grieved. And so, um, the sin has just overtaken everything. And so that is, there's so many topics that I want to talk about right now, but my point is we we got to keep praying. We got to keep pushing through. And my dad has cancer and, you know, my son is sick. There's a lot of stuff that's going on. My financial issues aren't being answered. And I feel like the Lord has gone quiet and I started getting frustrated. And I, you know, about six months ago, it started really two years ago. I said, I sure feel like the Holy Spirit's just pulling away. It's getting harder and harder to hear him. And no, no, he says he'll never leave us or forsake us. I can't make sense of this. And tried to convince myself that Michael, the archangel, was the restrainer, which he still could be because there are some scriptures that kind of point to that. But what I can feel on the earth spiritually is that the restrainer is being slowly removed because he couldn't be removed all at once. We couldn't handle it. And I remember being on my knees, just crying out to God, going, if you're ever going to remove the Holy Spirit, please take me home. I don't want to be here without him. And my life was so codependent on him and so, and it still is to the point that I just cannot function without him anymore. And uh, you, you can see, I mean, even Ray Gano did an article about the evil. I mean, just the rage that's just kind of like rising up the last couple of weeks and we're all seeing it and we're seeing this anger and just rage everywhere. And something has shifted. And I know that the Lord revealed to me about a month ago that the principalities have been, well, it was actually about, I guess it's about 
January or February. I'm sorry, my timing is off. But the principalities had been released and they had assignments and their assignments, like there's one over the whole state of Ohio. Um, and that's why the darkness is just going full force there. And then as all this is like surfacing, everything is surfacing and God is revealing all this stuff and we're praying to God and we're asking God to go heal, you know, God heal my dad, God heal my son, God do this, God do that. God, please pour financial blessings on my life. God, let's cast out the demons in the name of Jesus. We're doing all of these things. Like it says, it says, you know, we'll we'll come before him and we'll say, but Lord, we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We healed the sick in your name. And he'll say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. And it's because it's the church that's saying this to the Lord. Because the fact that the church says, we prophesy in the name of Jesus. We cast out, we command you to go in the name of Jesus. We, we heal the sick in the name of Jesus. That's what he's saying. He said, it's my church that does this. And that just like crushed me. It's not people who don't know him. It's his church. And it's, I really believe it's the six backslidden churches and the lukewarm. And, you know, we, we keep asking God to heal and deliver. But the thing is, God keeps telling me, I gave you the power and authority to heal. Why aren't you healing them? Why aren't you casting out the demons in my name? And what's happened is our faith, the world has tainted our faith. And between that and grieving the Holy Spirit, the spirits have crept in the church. The, you know, and and what the Lord has really told me is we're going to be accountable for tolerating that woman Jezebel in the church. I mean, Revelation three, I think it's three. Um, he wants us to take a stand against her, and all of us are going to be accountable because we've been in the church at one time or another and tolerated that spirit. That allowed the hyper grace to come in. That message, the hyper grace got in the church. I mean, and so what you can see is there's a fog over the pastor's eyes. And and literally the pastors are, they have had strong delusions since. So they think they're awake, but when in reality they're not. Or they are too busy worried about paying their light bill to hurt people's feelings or stress them out or whatever. And so they just don't talk about it. But they will be held accountable for that, for sending souls straight to hell and for them believing the lies. And... That's the thing that we don't talk about much, and it needs to be talked about because it needs to be talked about in churches. And, you know, God is bringing all this to light, which is great. I mean, it's wonderful, and I'm so excited because that's what I ask Him to do, just to surface everything. And so, but we've we've gone into the churches waiting on a pastor to do it for us, you know, waiting on a pastor to tell us how to do it. But reality is God has already given us the tools and he keeps telling me that over and over again. I've given my people the tools. I'm just going to give you this real quick example. When I was, oh, my timing is so bad. Maybe about about two years ago, I was in my apartment. I was sleeping and I always, before I go to bed, I ask God to send the angels to protect me and guard me and shield me and put a hedge of protection around me. And I plead the blood of Jesus over my home, my dog, my kids, my car, my, you know, the walls, I don't know everything. But as I'm doing that every single night, I'm feeling protected, right? My sleep apnea went away. I, my sleep paralysis went away. I even asked the Lord to wake me, to send an angel to wake me before I went into like aspirated with the um, sleep apnea. And I mean, like for a year, I literally started getting woke up instantly. So it never got bad. The Lord just heard my prayer. 
And I'm so thankful for him to him for that. And so, because by the time you wake up and you're gasping for air, you can't breathe and it's very, very, very stressful. But anyways, all of the attacks stopped. Well, one night I was literally laying in bed and I remember getting attacked so bad, I was in tears. And I sat straight up in bed and I yelled at the Holy Spirit, where are you? And I was so angry. And I literally will tell you, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, I was right here. I stepped out, but I was watching. I'm training you to take authority and power over that. And I was so mad at him. I was like, I cannot believe you did that. Like, I just like was pouting about it for a whole day. I was so angry. But about two months ago in church, I was literally sitting there and said, I'm ready to fly, God. I'm ready to fly. When are you going to let me loose? I'm ready to fly. And the Lord took me back to that moment because I became so codependent on him that I wasn't ready to fly. And so he was kind of giving me a picture of how he let me fly and I fell, right? I mean, I was not handling it very well. And it's it's the same thing with the church today. We're not equipped. We think we're ready to fly. We think we're ready to do all of these things, but we're not equipped properly. And it's because we're not reading the Word of God. And my heart just breaks so much to see how people have allowed the busyness of the enemy. And the enemy will bring people into our lives that we love and care about, especially from our past that have Jezebel spirit, which is a narcissistic personality disorder. And they'll come back and they'll come back and they'll come back. And they do it all the time. Oh, I've changed. I've changed. They don't change, but they do it because Satan's using them and they don't even realize they're doing it. And so we have to we have to discern and know when it's God or when it's Satan. And people come back into our lives and they have demons attached to them. And light and darkness do not mix. A house divided will not stand. And so we think we can save them, but the thing is reality is we need to pray. And let me let me tell you what happened to me the other night. I got up to go to the bathroom. I have I'd gone to bed mad. I was mad about something silly. Don't get mad very often, but I was mad. Just mad meaning I'm just not talking kind of thing. I get up and go to the bathroom, and all of a sudden, I had this paralysis that came over me. Could not talk, could not move, could not speak, and my head was so heavy and so dizzy. I I was literally, I felt like somebody was scrambling my brain, and I literally heard these words, I'm going to possess you, and I could feel something breathing on me. I swear. I was so frozen and I'm trying to get out the name of Jesus and it is not coming out and I'm saying it in my head it ain't happening so I'm like what is the deal when all of that finally released of course I rebuked it and told it to go in the name of Jesus and you know fear used to cripple me it doesn't anymore I have learned to not be scared anymore and that's that fear just they gravitate towards that they 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 thrive on that power and I've taken that power away from them. But what's happened is with all of the divorce and all of the things that we've done in our lives, we've given legal rights to the enemy is my my thing. So we always have to ask ourselves, first of all, why is the enemy attacking us? Second of all, do we have any cracks in our window that need to be closed? The Lord showed me something that I've got to close. But for me, it, it it's just minor. But the thing is, it needs to be done. And 
you know, there are there are little things, just the littlest things. Even white flour and white sugar for me is a crack in my window. So I don't eat it. And just things like that will just trigger it. But I was so mad when I got to bed. I was just like, I cannot believe that happened. You know, and I'm like, you will not have my thoughts. You will not have my mind. You will not possess me. You will not have any rights. I just break everything in the name of Jesus right now. And my point with that story is they are running to and fro looking for sin. And if people really knew that our sin keeps them alive, they might not want to do it anymore. And those who've been turned over to wickedness are going to continue to stay in their wickedness. But... We are mothers and we are wives and we are, you know, y'all are husbands and fathers and friends. And we have been praying persistently without ceasing for our children in this generation and the people that we love to come to Jesus before it's too late. That door is going to be closing soon. And I believe God is really pursuing his children more than ever before. And this is probably the last time. I believe that the sifting is over. The wheat's going to be taken to the barn. It's that close. And it's time to get right with God. And it's time, if you are being pursued by God, it's time to answer the call. And it's time to get your life right with God. And that's what I'm dealing with in my situation. God is kind of showing me. I heard your prayers. I heard your prayers. But here's what else I want to tell you. In my time of fasting from the world, The Lord said this to me, and it wasn't all at once. Okay, so this is a period of four years. But in 2015, I heard the Lord say this to me. There's going to be death and destruction all around you. Give your kids back to me. I need you to be able to react. I need you to be able to help me. And I need you, there's going to be death and destruction all around you. And I'm going to need you to just react. I'm going to need you to know my voice and hear my voice in the midst of chaos. And you cannot be attached or detached or attached to anything. You need to be detached from everything, including your children. I gave my kids back to him that day. And I knew in that instant that something was going to happen. And over a period of time, Mia, sorry, I have to take my dog out. But over a period of time, I knew. So I thought that death and destruction was going to come sooner than later. And it didn't. But... I believe it's still going to come. Something's going to happen. And whether it's an earthquake, whatever it is, I don't know. I have no idea. But I'm not a prophet. (laughs) But my point is, when this happens, the Lord told me, what do people cry out when they're in distress? And they're hurting. They cry out, oh my God, I'm going to force them to cry out my name. And I posted that on Facebook many times and people just didn't get it. I still believe that 100%. There's going to be people crying out to God to save them. And this is when people are watching God's church to see what they're, the real church, the real remnant, to see what they're doing. We are in a time of testing, not testing, but learning and going deeper with the Lord. So we will know his voice in the midst of chaos because the chaos is coming. And that's what I want to tell you. The chaos is coming and the Holy Spirit will not reside where there is chaos. He taught me that. And it was so devastating to me because I said, I don't want to be here. But what I realize now is the Lord, he carried me when I could not walk. I could not get out of bed. I couldn't take a step forward. 
and he carried me. And then he taught me to, to walk in 30 minute intervals. That's all I could do was 30 minutes at a time. So I would, my life I always used to say was like a treadmill. I'd get on and I'd walk for 30 minutes and I'd go back to bed. I literally could only function in 30 minute intervals. And he taught me to take a step and he taught me to just keep looking for that light. There would always be a light in the darkness. It might be very, very small, but it's there. And as I kept walking, I realized he was holding my hand and he never left my side. And I remembered he took me back to when I was a child and being attacked. There was a war for my soul from the day I was born. And in that time, I remember my room has always been my go-to comfort place because that's my refuge because that's where I was as a child. So, but that's where I found Jesus and he never left my side as a child. And so we have to have the Lord. This is my point. We have been given the tools and we have to start applying them to our own lives. And the only way to do that is to clean our, clean our lives up first. And so my goal with this women's group is to hopefully do that down the road and help these women start purifying their lives. So when this fire, this latter rain pours down, they're going to be part of this remnant and rising up to be who God created them to be, not who the world says that they are. So I just, I want to leave you with that. And um, I will probably end up posting the other podcasts separately, but hopefully I haven't forgotten anything because there was a lot of information I wanted, I felt like the Lord wanted me to talk about today. And so what I want to tell you is don't waste your time on negative, toxic people. Don't waste your time on division on Facebook. The Lord is training me to say things, say what he wants me to say, make sure it's not in the flesh and leave it and not go back and put my two cents in every second. Just let it go. And so I've actually been really getting good at it. So I'm, I'm learning to do that, you know, but we want to defend ourselves, right? We get defensive, but the Lord is showing me that that's Satan's game. And like I said, I've learned his game and it's not fun anymore for him. So I've taken away his legal right and I've taken away his game and his fun. He doesn't like it. So we have to learn to take away his game. <laughs> and the only way we're going to do that is by rising up and being the remnant that God has created us to be. He has not created his bride to cower down. Stop talking about rapture. Stop talking about tribulation. Who cares? Just be ready. And make sure your life is ready for that day when it comes. Because the five wise have the oil that's in the menorah. The menorah oil allows the menorah to burn constantly. It has, they have that oil and means they're constantly getting filled up and they stay full of the Holy Spirit. I really believe that. And so we have to stay full at all times. And let me tell you, that means getting off Facebook and spending time alone with the Lord. That means letting him, I'm telling you, I believe the Lord was training me for the time that the restrainer would be gone. And he was training me to get in his word that that was going to be my sword. And the reason it's my sword is because he's not going to be holding my hand the whole way. He's trained me to be his warrior. And I have to step up into that fullness of being a warrior. And I have to get in the word of God. And I have to carry my sword. If I'm not in the word of God, I have no sword. Then the sword gets sharpened on both sides 
by brothers and sisters in Christ. So we have to come together as the body. The days of praying over alone are, are alone are over. We have to almost pray together simultaneously. But the body will come together. But we have to be armored up. So we have to get in the word of God. And we have to study to show thyself approved. And we have to know these scriptures for what's coming. We will not be protected. We will not have the fire if we do not have the sword. So I, I encourage you just to every day, 30 minutes, 10 minutes, start somewhere and start to look at your life and see what you can change differently every day. I'm going to bring challenges on this women's group where we can challenge each other. And, 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 and I'm super excited about this. I'm so excited because I feel like that's kind of why I've quit writing my book because the Lord wants me to focus on this right now. And my book's kind of going a different direction. It keeps going back and forth because I feel like I'm supposed to just write my dad's story. I, I just, I really do. My dad is really bad right now. And, um, I need to, I need to get his story out there. So, um, but while he's here to see it, but, um, just be encouraged, be encouraged because what, what I'm trying to tell you with this temple thing is what they are doing. The synagogue of Satan is not what God is doing. That is my point. He's going to bring the law and the grace together. He's going to bring his people together. And we're going to be supernaturally, I believe, will be supernaturally protected. Just as they were during the Six-Day War or whatever with um, the the armies, the angels of armies um, that God had brought to protect them, I believe, um, or the armies of angels, I can't talk, um, to protect them supernaturally. We're going to have that kind of covering over us. And we will be protected supernaturally. But if we're not, if we're not purified, if we're not walking in his holiness, we will not have that. And so to get the power, to get the fire, to get all the things we need, we need to come together as one body. We can't do that in disagreement and division. You know what? Put your differences aside. Let it go. But you're going to have to get rid of religion and what it's taught you. And that is what the Lord has shown me. If you want to be part of this women's group, please put your email on the group page today and let me know and I will send you an email as soon as it's ready. And God bless you. And until we meet again, love you and in the Lord and just uh, Maranatha until we meet again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.